Martin Luther King Jr., born Michael King, was born January 15, 1929. He was faced with traumatic and brutal events as a kid. Oh. And such will uh, paint a picture of his childhood fairly well. Yeah. While out grabbing some milk for his mother, Michael King was stopped by a mill worker who demanded that King grab some water for the mill workers. I need some water, boy. Michael poli- politely declined. Anything. Only to have water. the white man beat him and kick the milk over Ow. that he had retrieved. Ow. Stop it. And when Michael ran home to tell his mother, she rushed back to the mill and attacked the owner. And he acknowledged that he had hit Michael. What? When Michael's father heard of this, he reportedly took the rifle to the mill and threatened to kill the man following this incident. White men on horses came to the King residence, where Martin Luther King Sr. was not found, apparently hiding in the woods for some months before returning after a while as a drunkard. Well, he would one day come home drunk and assault his wife, only to have Michael come to his mother's defense. After this, Michael's father promised never to beat his wife again, and Michael promised to never challenge his father's authority. Well, that's a good trade-off, I guess. Yeah. Events like this happened quite a bit in the Martin Luther King household. Sorry for the cold open. Just something we yeah. figured we'd try out, especially for ones like this that are so, like, this one's mega, mega. But it's, actually, it's pretty important. ironically, it's kind of a shorter episode. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Junior. The other Martin Luther. Yeah. He's a really important guy for uh, didn't especially. His dad do a lot. Uh, no, his dad wasn't as big as Martin Luther King Jr. Of course. So, um, obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. was an exceptional um, black human. activist Good and human. human. He won a Nobel Prize, and he really shot um, black people's rights forward in the fifties uh, oh. and sixties. Yeah, that was a weird way to say that, but yeah, like like boosted them forward. Something that open reminded me is white men on horses is just never good. No, it's never not. get a bunch of white guys on horses. No, it's, nothing good it's ever horrible. happens. But here we are, the narratives. You're listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, or any other RSS feed device. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the narratives, and we will always be posting updates there. And sometimes on my Snapchat at Dr. Fantasty with an underscore. Go check it out. Oh, he's so professional. I actually got like a couple of new followers, so. Oh, you. Yeah. Well, back to the Ch- business. Check out Snapchat for pictures of the cat and uh, <laughs> microphones. Okay. Sometimes Brendan's butt. If that's what you're into, <laughs> I don't judge. So again, Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. Sorry, that was Junior. really confusing for a second. Was born January fifteenth, nineteen twenty nine, in Atlanta, Georgia, to the Reverend Martin Luther King Sr. He was a reverend to the Reverend, yeah. Oh, and Alberta Williams King. King's legal legal name at birth was Michael King. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. It was really cool. There's some uh, misconstruities if you end up reading about Martin Luther King Jr. ever. Um, which you will. Which, yeah. I mean, if you go and read You probably stuff, will. There'll be some uh, discrepancies because a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of this information came from people who... Were white? Didn't... Yeah. And mad at him for yeah. not being white. So there's a lot of people trying to slander his name just because... Even today. Which is even horrible. today, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. What benefit do you get? But there's also just incorrect information, like already. Um, I, I was reading through, I was just cross-referencing a bunch of stuff. He was born Michael King, and that was on purpose. There's a yeah. bunch of things that say that Michael King wasn't a purposeful name, and then he he was supposed to be born Martin Luther King. But 
Martin Luther King was a change name. They eventually like his yeah, father. And it's his... a better stage name. Yeah, they... <laughs> I don't want him stage to... well, I don't want to make him sound like a, like a he was dancing around on stage, but it's a better name. Yeah, Martin Luther as a name just wouldn't suit very well, I suppose. Yeah, especially as a neither would name. Mike. Hey, it's old Mike Luther. Yeah. Mike Luther? <laughs> no. Have you seen Mike there Luther? Wasn't, there's no Luther in there. The Luther was added in. It was just Michael King. Oh, I don't know what his middle name is. I don't think anyone knows. because Breadsticks. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Martin Luther King Jr., um, their parent, his parents, sorry, was uh, were both African-American, but he also had Irish ancestry. Ooh. Through his paternal great-grandfather. Ooh-hoo-hoo. He was a middle child between older sister Christine King Ferris and younger brother oh. A.D. King. A.D.? What's yeah. that stand for? After death? No. King sang <laughs> with his church choir at the 1939 Atlanta premiere of the movie Gone with the Wind. They sang, in fact, uh, enjoy, he loved singing and, and music. He was, as a kid, that was like his sort of outlook. outlook. Uh, not, not, yeah, outlook, outlook. in life. Yeah. He went to Gospels and he sang and, and he... The preacher at his local church was like, was the "Oh very, my God!" Like, I promise Jesus. Yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff. And then they all sang like a cappella. There was never. There was a neat quote that I found that the his song preacher acapella said, "My Nick Jones." No, his preacher said, um, "What's the word?" He, something along the lines of, "The human voice is the organ in this church." They don't need an organ. So they, oh, the yeah. We don't need no organ. organ. We are the organ. Yeah. Get it with that F sharp, Mikey. Yeah. It's not an F. You're, you're done. It's F sharp. That's why. See? Oh, you're right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so I have a guitar tuner right beside me. Unfortunately, so King Martin Luther King Jr. was subject to abuse as a child. Yeah, that's but true. Considering everything, if you look at this time period, Almost everyone. Yeah. If you weren't getting... Not to say that this is this doesn't matter, but psychological trauma and abuse was very common. Even like the generation the before us, whatever that one's called, fucking Gen- Pokemon X Diamond before us, <laughs> those guys, they, they also got kicked around a bit because it used to yeah. be a lot more acceptable. Used to, that's just how you 90s. used to parent. You're like, and we're going back to the 40s, right? This is during the war. What we do here is go child, back. Right? During World War II, that's, he was, you know... He grew up in that time period. It's just not a good time. It was not There's a good some, time. Like, and, and that's not to Jim to Crow say, laws hanging out. And not, not to say that everyone was beaten, because it was... The majority, though. Yeah. So... You could, like, slap a woman don't let in it the surprise street, you. and they'll be like, ah, oh, she was probably hysterical. Yeah. And the, yeah. Speaking of the mental... Mental health could, was not taken seriously back then. No. Like, Looney no. Bin. Yeah, it was crazy. No. So you couldn't be like have a, any kind of mental defect. You couldn't be gay. You couldn't be black. You couldn't be yeah anything but white, blonde hair, blue eyes, American. And yeah, and if you weren't that, you got a um, well. Brendan will tell you right here. Well, this is <laughs> yeah, it's a whole bunch of nonsense. But this is this isn't about the political uh, you know atmosphere. No. This is about my, no. Martin Luther Jr. King. No, so that would be oh, that's a long episode. Yeah, exactly. Yike. So among the events that happened as a child, he um, supposedly, well, I don't know, supposedly is the right word. I'm trying to, like, there are accounts of him being friends with a white boy, and then the father, you know, they they were hanging out for a bit, and then they were sent to segregated schools, and the father didn't want them to hang out anymore. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. All too common. Which which would have happened a lot. So he was essentially in the middle of this 
you know, segregation. Shit yeah, shitstorm is the best way to I put it. I know I'm trying not to swear as much. But <coughs> that's a good description. It was yeah. just hell on earth. That's so, um, at the time, Martin Luther King, soon senior. This is really hard to say this. Martin Luther King, soon ye. <laughs> Martin Luther King, senior, was sort of an activist. Not as much, but he um, stood up for black rights whenever he yeah. could. He would, you know, stand out for, like, if, if white people would tell him to, you know, get off the street or don't walk on, you know, weird weird stuff Broken that they did glass, back then. Like Annie Lennox? No, just, like, walk on this side of the street. This is where the black, oh, you know, yeah. that like kind of stuff. white water fountains. Yeah. They, I've actually use the those. black bathroom and use the... You can't come in here, you're black. Yeah. There's, there's an account that I read in... Um, there's, there's actually, a lot of accounts. Yeah, there's an incredible amount, and it's really interesting. If you ever want to, I mean, it's so dense. There's like 16 volumes of Martin Luther Jr. King, or Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, um, it's endorsed and and everything. So people have gone through and sponsored found records. by Red Bull. Yeah, it was endorsed by like a, some Nobel Prize or something. I don't remember exactly. Oh, what like it was. the what's the Zach Newberry Awards? That you yeah, get? stuff like that. It was endorsed so people would find more information about um, his early life. Yeah, that's so, good. There's there's a bunch of accounts that you can find. One of them was what we started the episode off with. That's where I took that from. Um, that was from the volume one of the Martin Luther King Jr. Um, editorials or whatever they're called. It's basically like a giant biography. But another one is where in the back he was at a grocery store or something. And oh, they were told that they yeah. wouldn't be served unless they were in the back of the store. And they didn't have to like deal with them. Quit pushing them in the back of stuff. Yeah, it's just... A whole bunch of nonsense, and he he had seen um, his father just deal with this in a in a more hostile way than most people would. Yeah, have, how far know. away are we from slavery at this point? This is a hundred years after um, after slavery. That's insane. After Abraham Lincoln, right? So eighteen fifty, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Around then, I don't know the exact date because I'm not a. Perfect it's historian. weird how hate lives on for so long. Yeah, I mean... For no reason. Well, let's just throw back to the Abraham Lincoln. Remember why he was killed? Because he tried to give black people yeah. the right to vote. And then he was murdered. Exactly. For so, just trying to be a decent human. And and Martin Luther King Jr., spoiler alert, was also murdered... For his beliefs. For the exact same thing. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. So, it is suspected that Martin Luther King Jr. was suffered from depression through his life. Uh, in his adolescent years, he felt... Some sort of resentment. Uh, this is, of course. Well, from, yeah, some sort of resentment. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this as White diplomatic devil. as possible. What devil? Yeah, thanks, Eric. Um, so, uh, accordingly, King was uh, skeptical of Christianity's claims. At the age of 13, he denied the bodily resurrection of Jesus during Sunday school. From this point, he stated, doubts began to spring forth unrelentingly. However, he Press later X secluded the the Bible has many profound truths which one cannot escape. Yeah, decided to enter I guess. The cemetery. So, this is also another... Um, oh, so he's like, I understand some points of this book. Other points are like, I guess this is they can't all be perfect. A little off topic, but you've seen Book of Mormon. Remember that one part in Book of Mormon where he's singing the song and he's like, I believe in 1976 God changed his mind about black people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff yep. like that. So in the church, it was still pretty white-based. Pretty white-based. It's still very white-based. Yes, exceedingly. But, however, I do think, um, you know, going to the gospel choirs and stuff like that and, and seeing 
Christianity thrive in a what's the proper political term? I suppose I don't know. I'm not trying to in society, it, but no, like in a a black church, I guess. Yeah, you can say black church. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying black church. I'm I'm just trying to be as correct as possible. Not the offensive. more correct you be, often the more offensive you sound. I know like, the African American sanctuary for religion. It's just <laughs> like it's a black church. Yeah. But there's, you know, they all get together and they sing, and it's yeah. it's really nice. You know, Elvis Presley enjoyed that experience himself. Yeah, he took a lot from black music. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I digress. Growing up in Atlanta, King attended Booker T. Washington High School. Whoa! He became known for his public speaking ability, which is not surprising. There's a restaurant downtown here called Booker T's. Really? Yeah. And, and uh, he was part of the school's debate team. Oh. When King was 13 years old in 1942, he became the youngest assistant manager of a news... Whoa, sorry, newspaper. I thought you were going to say of Target. No, I just hiccuped. A newspaper <laughs> delivery station at the for the Atlanta Journal. During his junior year, he won the first prize in the oratorical contest. Sponsored oratorical? by the Negro Elks Club in Dublin, Georgia. Oh, yeah, that's back when Negro wasn't like an offensive thing. Yeah. This, I don't know. That's a political... That's, I I mean, I still wouldn't say it. I have one someone. black friend, and I want to ask him about some of this. Like, <laughs> I feel like saying Negro now to a, a black guy. You shouldn't go like, up to a, a person. Yeah, you d- but definitely shouldn't do that. Back then, they, you know. Where does the term come from, Negro? It's, um. Is it just like a like slang? Latin. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, actually, you can piece it together if you've ever, um taking a language class in the romantic languages or if you even oh my speak, we have some people who speak multiple languages that listen to us because we're all over the world hell yeah but like um in spanish mr worldwide black is negro yeah that's what i was thinking of because yeah. the crayons say negro so and I'm like, um hmm. in french it's like niche i don't remember exactly niche Ni- no i was I gonna say niger guess. but i don't i think it is niger i don't remember i don't know not worth looking up isn't it like yeah. noir no, I don't know. One of the languages is Niger. I, I thought that's why noir was a term, because it means black. Oh, but yeah. French is probably noir, and I'm thinking maybe Italian, Italian. is Niger. Yeah. That sounds more Italian. Yeah. Noir. So, <laughs> or Spanish, whatever. Anyway, that, that's where the term sort of comes from. It's a Latin for Interesting. Black, essentially. And if you're offended at any point in this episode, sorry. It's oh. not our goal. Yeah, we're really just trying to get it all. I'm just genuinely curious about these things. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is another incident that occurred on the ride home to Atlanta, or to Atlanta, um, from the contest, the oratorical contest, which we just previously mentioned. Yeah. The, uh, he and his teacher, Martin Luther King Jr. and his teacher were ordered by the driver of the bus to stand so that the white passengers could sit Sit down. Sit down, yeah. King initially refused, but complied after his teacher told him that he would be breaking the law if he did not submit. During That's this incident, insane. King said that he was the angriest he has ever been in his life. Yeah, no shit. An outstanding statement. He skipped both the ninth and twelfth grades of school, which is an interesting. He actually graduated early at the age of 16 and attended college. Wow. Yeah, he's quite a smart boy. He is one smart boy. He is one smart man. That's quiet. Tip of the hat, gentlemen. Yes. So, um, uh, we're just going to get into this a little bit more. Uh, during King's junior year in high school, Morehouse College, a respected historically black college, announced that it would accept any high school juniors who could pass its entrance exam. At that time, many students had abandoned further studies to Is, enlist in World War II. Are we going to get into hazing? 
In no. this? Okay, weird. Because there was a lot of black uh, college hazing that went like way too far in some areas. It's oh. an interesting subject. Yeah, no. It's like very intense stuff. Almost like Black Panther. <laughs> it sounds so white, but... <laughs> Due to this, more sorry. Due to this, due Morehouse to this. was eager to fill its classrooms because uh, everyone was enlisting in World War Two. Yeah, because it was um, interesting enough. I think it was the first war that they hired white and, and black. Yeah, you yeah. could be and any race and some women at that time, weren't they? There was a few divisions. Yeah, actually, in in Canada there was, there was a and a pilots division. I think we talked about this in Earhart. There was she started the female pilots. There wasn't much in America. There was a spotlight division, apparently. They, they ran spotlights. Hmm. Yeah, it was really not frontline stuff. So, so yeah, um, at the age of 15, King passed the exam and entered Morehouse, which Woo! allowed him to graduate early, essentially, because the college again said that if they passed the exam, then they would get in. So, Yay! Fair enough for him. I did the thing and the thing happened. Yeah, the summer before his last year at Morehouse... In 1947, the 18-year-old king chose to enter the ministry. He had concluded that the church offered the most assuring way to answer an inner urge to serve humanity. Yeah. Which is not surprising. Again, king's inner urge had begun developing. And he made peace with the Baptist church as he believed it would be a rational minister. He would be a rational minister. He would with be. sermons that were respectful force for ideas, even social protest. Yeah. So he wanted to get his voice out and what he felt Social protesting is part of a government. It's like necessary. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people followed it. I mean, not a lot of people were ministers, but I suppose his method worked the best, as we can see, because he went to the church. And at the time, the church was respected, so it was kind of like an in-between grounds. Because some uh, black activists at the time would go to the street and, you know... um, Soapbox. Yeah, sort of thing. Get on my soapbox and preach. Yeah, exactly. But he was just in church, you know, peacefully saying, yeah. you know, the Lord is kind. The Lord is, you know. But there justified. are some issues of the Bible that maybe need uh, to It be wasn't tweaked. even just issues with the Bible. He was just saying that there's issues with people right now. Yeah, that's fair. So the Crozer Theological Seminary, this is an important event. In 1948, King graduated at the age of 19 from Morehouse and with a B.A. in Sociology. He then enrolled huh. in the Crozer Theological Seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania, Woo-hoo. which he graduated with a bachelor in uh, a B.Div degree. I don't know exactly what that is. A Business division? I don't know. It says I don't know. B-div. Bachelor so, of Divinity, sorry. What? Yeah, it's like Oh, a, from the church. church yeah. So how old is he now? He's... It's like, 1951. He was born 20? in... No, that's... Sorry. He's... He would be 21. King's nice. father fully supported his decision to continue his education yeah. and made arrangements for King to work with J. Prius Barbour, or Barber, I guess. J. Prius Barber? Yeah, a family friend who pastored at Calvary Baptist Church in Chester. Oh, we? King became known as one of the Sons of Calvary. Hell yeah, that's An honor he shared with William Augustus Jones what? Jr. and what? Samuel D. Proctor, who went on to become well-known preachers in the black church. William Augustus Jr. sounds like he ate all the figgy pudding. No. He's just no. Like William he was Augustus Jr. He was a civil rights leader born in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, he graduated with honors in sociology from the University of Kentucky. So, so similar to Martin Luther. Yeah. Oh, he's a really good dude. Yeah. I just thought of Fetz. He actually Snape. joined King in 1961 to split from conservative Baptists 
and formed Ooh. the Progressive National Baptist Convention. We'll talk about that. In they moment. created the prog- what is that? Prog- Protestant? We'll, we'll, we'll Progressive? talk about. It. No, no, no. We'll talk about Pro- that. Productivism? No. <laughs> Produce? <laughs> Help. So while attending Crozer, King was joined by Walter McCall, a former classmate at Morehouse. Yeah, I feel like I know his name. At Crozer, King was elected president of the student body. The African-American students of Crozer, for the most part, conducted their social activity on Edward Street. King became fond of the street because a classmate had an aunt who prepared collard greens for them, which what? they both relished. Collard greens. I... Is this what the 50s was like? Was like, hey, man, remember those beans like 30 years ago? Hell yeah, yeah, man. Up top. (laughs) Them beans were hot, baby. So King once approved another student for keeping beer in his room, saying that they had the shared responsibility as African-Americans to bear the burdens of the Negro race. For a time, he was interested in Walter. uh, Sorry, I'm not exactly sure what that was saying, so I'm just going to try and decipher that for a second. Sure. He... Was mad at someone? Oh, I see. So, apparently, what it's not getting into is that, allegedly, this person was drinking because they Shots. were sad. Or some similar, you know, like... Oh, like depression? Drink a sorrow, you know. Yeah. Drink to drown, drown your, your sorrows. sorrows. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, man up, we both bear. We're both black, essentially. Yeah, you're not the only black guy who has to deal with some shit. Yeah. Now go show them white people you can dunk. Yeah, no. <laughs> they just hang out. They don't all have to play basketball. I know. Do you think the preachers have a basketball game? They, if they do, it's the preachers. It's, the team. it's a nude one, and they're a little boy cheerleaders. No, I guarantee it. Martin Luther King Jr. did not appreciate nude boys. No, he didn't. But every other guy. We're talking about the white people here. That's so white. That is so white. Being like, hey, look, a little boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's so white. <laughs> I'm power. actually worried right now that Eric's feeling that. I'm not like little boy. Hell yeah. You are. You just said it. I got it on audio. 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 <laughs> on Vimeo. Only yeah. on Vimeo. Catch my anyway, okay. confession. Right, let's, let's get away from this whole little boy craze. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to no. it. Um, I'm pretty into it. I mean, shit. In his third year at Crozer, King became romantically involved with the white daughter of an immigrant German woman. Oh, who no. Who worked as a cook in the cafeteria. Is that Augusta? The daughter had been involved with a professor prior to her relationship no. with King. Uh-oh. Professor. King planned to marry her, but friends advised against it, saying that an interracial marriage would provoke, provoke animosity from both blacks and whites. Yeah, just like Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, potentially damaging his chances of ever pastoring a church in the South. Yeah, King yeah. tearfully told a friend that he could not endure his mother's pain over the marriage and broke the relations off. What? Yeah. Fuck that bitch. Just uh, do six it. Six months later. He continued to have lingering feelings towards the woman he left. Yeah. One friend was quoted as saying he never recovered, but Is this like one Django? Friend. What? Where he gets separated from his girl and then he's all sad about it and then he comes back and gets her later? Well, he gets a, he marries like, oh, Coretta hey, Scott on June 18th. Oh, he found a new girl? And she's very, you know, they have a very happy relationship. I'm guessing she's black. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because he couldn't marry the white woman that he wanted to, so I'm guessing he found a black one. Well, yeah. I don't, like, that's not to say, I what's the best way of putting it? What do you? <laughs> this is all alleged, I suppose. Everything we talk about is allegedly, but this is... So is this part of the slander against his name? I don't. I don't know. Or is it so, so hard to tell? 
It's hard to tell at this point. Okay. Because it, like like it's saying hey, one friend quoted he never recovered. That's yeah. one friend. Yeah, like, one guy was like, yeah, he never did good. So, like, let's not just jump to the gun and say he won't be directly wanting to marry this white woman and had a family with her and live with her for the rest of his life. Maybe he did at one point, but nevertheless, what happened is he married Coretta Scott on yeah. June 18th, 1953. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's, I'm just trying to say that, like, his initial goal wasn't... He didn't do this because he couldn't marry a white woman. I know. He did this. He did this. <laughs> he did this. Who yeah. did this? He did this. So, on the lawn of her parents' house, uh, she was they, married Oh, uh, in Heiberger, Alabama. So Heiberger, Alabama. They become the parents of four children, Yolanda oh, King, Martin what? Luther King III, Dexter Scott King, and Baroness King. I really want to change my name now to Yolanda King. <laughs> okay. I also can't help thinking about Tabitha King No, and Stephen King. <laughs> Stop it. Tabitha will never leave us. During their marriage, King limited Coretta's role in the civil rights movement, what? expecting her to be a housewife and mother. It's actually, um, I remember watching a very interesting movie. It came out, I don't remember how long ago, hmm. but it was, I think it was like 2012, I remember watching it with yes. my family. It was a biographical movie called, it wasn't called Martin Luther Oh, wasn't it called King like Junior. the hills? Like, like, it was no, like no. March on March something. It, March. I think you know. March it won a bunch glory? of awards actually for March. the people that played it and everything. March to power or something? No, that's Some, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. We'll, we'll get to that later. Just hold on to your boots. My boots cannot be grasped. <laughs> they are so furious. Whatever the case, there's the movie, um, and we'll probably find it later. That basically was showcasing the march to Washington, which we're yeah. getting into. And it it actually showed his wife having a, a good deal of impact. Yeah. And I don't, ima- like, I imagine that his wife probably did have, um, he didn't limit it completely. He wasn't like, you're not allowed to say anything about the civil rights, blah, blah, blah. He was, he was like, strict. He we was like, can't afford you to be out there right now because you could literally die over this. Yeah, probably. Is if you express your views, you'll probably was. be punished. That's my personal thought. It sounds like he and just it did sound, it to protect her. Like, I like to believe that, um, I, what's the best way of putting this? <laughs> Someone keep out. count of these. I, Brendan's trying me, not though. to be offensive. This is me numbers. I'm not trying to be like, I am the best. I'm trying to be like, if... What what's the oh, fuck? I can't. Oh shit! Oh god! I mean, I love how we were like less sorry. swearing than you. Get, bleep that out! Just turned into an Eminem song yeah, over there. I really didn't mean to. I'm trying to figure out the best way of saying. I'm sympathetic to people, so I feel like I can get inside their heads and understand what's going on. And so, thinking about Martin Luther King Jr., I because I know about him, I feel like it's very unlikely that he would just go back to the no he the wouldn't old just be like, be like you were not okay bye that that was my long-winded way of saying brendan that. believes all men are equal yeah basically so we're going to talk about his uh, doctoral studies because he eventually did become a doctor king began his doctoral studies in systematic theology at boston university and received his phd degree on june 5th 1955 with a dissertation initially supervised by Edgar oh, S. Brightman, oh. and upon the latter's death by Lowton Harold DeWolf. Screw you, Harold. No, 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 no. That's not a, dissert- a dissertation. Is a, you're thinking the wrong thing. I still I just don't like people named Harold. Dissertation um, is a, a thesis a document submitted 
to support a candidate. You read the book I just read and then see if you like Harold's. Okay. Go read The Stand by Stephen King. (laughs) How to advertise Stephen King so we can get Stephen King. It came out in 1991 and it's super, super good. Anyway, he he wrote this thesis and they, they... called it the a comparison of the conceptions of God in the thinking of Paul Tulick and Henry Nelson Wyman. <laughs> While pursuing doctoral studies, King worked as an assistant minister at Boston's historic 12th Baptist Church with Reverend Ooh. William Hunter Hester. What were you confused about there? You went, Wah-ha-ha. what was this book? The, we were just talking about the dissertation. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it, you just gave it such a weird title. I know that's the actual title of it. I just hadn't yeah. heard the real title. And I was Hester like, was an old friend of King's father and an important influence on King. Decades later, academic inquiry in October 1991 concluded that portions of his dissertation had been plagiarized and they had acted improperly. However, despite its finding, the committee said that no thought should be given to the revocation of Dr. King's doctoral degree. APA format, asshole. So there's um, just a little bit of... Ah, God, I need to get better at words. Yeah, you kind of do. What's the word for, like, contradiction? Confrontation. There was a bit of, like, contradictions going on with this degree (laughs) thing. Anyway, the committee also found that the dissertation still makes an intelligent contribution to scholarship. So, essentially... They needed a letter of recommendation to become a doctor. What? And they, I mean, it still exists today. You need some sort of, like, you need a professor to be like, he's worthy of this. You know, oh, kind of like a dissertation. Okay. That's to earn your doctorate. You need to get a dissertation plus all your studies and pass all your exams. That makes sense. Yeah. So the dissertation was supposedly plagiarized. And they were like, plagiarized. Yeah. But again, it's alleged. Everything's alleged. Yeah. We don't know what exactly the truth is. And eventually, I am. Because this is the information that I could come up with in a three-day span. I eventually hope that we can get to the point where we can uncover the allegedness and just get to the facts, you know? I would love to have some someone more educated than you and I on this subject. Yeah, you? exactly. We've been talking about doing like interviews later. If you later. endorse us, then... If you want to be on that. the show, donate at least a, a dollar. I don't know. We'll just throw your name out there. Yeah, we'll we'll either throw your name in there or you can record a little something. Well, already on Patreon, it, so. you head on over if you if you donate a dollar on Patreon. This is just a, you get actually a now. lot of different things if you donate a dollar on Patreon. So here they are. Well, one of the things that we've got going right now um, that I can think of off the top of my head is we will um, fi- if you f- tell us your favorite episode, I will find I will burn that to an, a disc and mail it to you, stamp like an image on that disc, and we'll both sign it. Yeah. We'll say this is the, and we'll also include other episodes. I didn't know you like could the do main that. episode. Yeah. Well, me. So we'll just crazy glue a piece of cardboard on there, yeah. write our names <laughs> on it, and you can also throw a name out for a future episode that we'll look into. It doesn't matter who it is. If you donate one dollar, we'll cover that person, and you will get a personal so thank you from fake. either Brendan or myself. Yes, of course you will. You can choose if you want Brendan. I don't blame you. But here we go. We're going to be talking about the Montgomery bus boycott. Go to the narratives at Patreon. In 1955. This is the real guts of Martin Luther King. So up until this point, he hasn't done a ton of um, activism. Recap corner. He's like, like this is just about Martin Luther King Jr. The, I mean, obviously the whole episode. What I mean is that it's not as much as a recap. We're talking about his life. Yes. Sorry. His style. His, no. His. Oh my God, kiddo. His personage get a dictionary his personage 
We're talking about his person. This is the word I'm going with. Read an entire dictionary and I then will. we can talk. Yeah, yeah. So he's a nice man at this point. He's a young, smart boy. And he's a preacher, and he went to the preaching. He he abandoned his degree. In, I would have said he's single, but he's actually he's already hooked up. He's yeah, got he's a, got. I mean, he doesn't have four children yet, but he's uh, he's got a he wife. Gonna. And he's he gonna be busy. Know, he's starting to get some ill feelings towards equality. He understands despite, that society should not be in the state that it is. Like ra- the, like all, all the racism and stuff. Yeah. He was like, um, maybe we could be less racist yeah. and actually let me cross the street without getting harassed. Yeah, exactly. That'd be kind of cool. But everything escalated in 1955 when Claudette Calvin, uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right, a 15-year-old black school girl in Montgomery refused to give up her bus seat to a white man in violation of Jim Crow laws. Local laws oh in the southern United States God. that enforced racial segregation, something that was outlawed in the Constitution and the amendments made by Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah. So King was on the committee from the Brigham American, African American community Bring that looked into the case. E.D. Nixon and Clifford Durr decided to wait for a better case to pursue because what? the incident involved a minor. What? Nine months later, so they didn't involve themselves, essentially. In the Rosa Parks case? Because there was a minor involved? No, Claudette Colvin. Oh, right. We moved on. Yeah. Nine months later, on December 1st, 1955, a similar incident occurred with Rosa Parks. Now we're on Rosa Parks. Who was arrested, uh, sorry, arrested for refusing to give up her seat on a city bus. Yeah. The two incidents led the Montgomery bus boycott, which was urged and planned by Nixon and led by King. What is the organization that the African-American ladies were part of? No. The ladies? The black ladies were involved there. What's it called? It was like the NFSFSASAS? I don't know, but the one we're talking about, the Bring... Brigham Young. The Brigham African American (laughs) community. (laughs) Yeah, Brigham. So, the two incidents led to the Montgomery bus boycott, like we said, which was urged and planned by Nixon and led by King. The boycott lasted for 385 days. Hell yeah. And the situation became so tense that King's house was bombed. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know about this, actually. We're, we're good. I'm just going to... This is quite interesting. Yeah, so I'm going to read about just the exact That sounds nature. fake, but I'm actually really interested. I didn't know he got bombed. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to follow up this source here. What? Oh, is this another alleged thing? Yeah, it could be. Because there's no real source, so... Yeah, so let's it, just call it that he allegedly had his house bombed. Allegedly. If That's we're the best wrong, way to put it. we'll do a corrections corner in right, next episode. This is... Um, basically a giant war between, you between know, conservatives and, and black people. Yeah. So there's all sorts of they're things. Like, well, they're I trying like to incriminate Donald the white people. There's, you know, just a whole war. And Martin Luther King Jr. It's called didn't a race war for a reason. Yeah. It's actually a war. So uh, allegedly his house was bombed because of the incidents. See, my fear is that this actually happened and we're just being like, well, it allegedly happened. <laughs> yeah, well... Exactly. It's I don't to know tell. too much. So and it's wicked. Like I've, I've done wrong, research. Please as correct much us. As I can. Our goal is never to spread false information. Yeah. We're just delivering it to the best of our capabilities. And I, unfortunately, I didn't have a ton of time this week. This is a controversial ahead, episode. So, so. buckle uh, up, kiddo, if you're offended. Yeah. Hopefully, it still stands up to our other episodes, though. I find that people who are offended by the material listen to like all of it. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. No, they just get madder and madder as time goes yeah. on. They're, just like, they're ah. like our number one listener. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. listening to it all. Oh, sh- sorry, they are freaking listening to it all. Yeah.
Shame. I got a bad mouth. I'm sorry. The Lord I got has condemned you. Start. Yeah. A swear jar on the narratives, I guess. We actually could. Yeah. We'll do like a. Sw- we gotta get like a shot caller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I swear, you do it. Anytime you uh, swear, I'll do it. Fair enough. That'll actually like, get us more educational, and then hopefully by the time that we'd uh, be awake, I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> you want to send us some shot callers? Ask for our address, and you will get it. But don't murder us. So after the alleged bombing, uh, King was arrested during this campaign, which concluded with a United States District Court ruling in Browder, Browder v. Gale that ended racial segregation on all Montgomery public buses. King's role in the bus boycott transformed him into a national figure Yay. and best-known spokesman of the civil rights movement. Yeah, man. He'd earned it, too. Yeah. So, um, there was a- another few events that happened. The Southern Christian Leadership Conference. But that, that, that was that a big... Good. There was... Um, you Sounds know, like white people. A, a bunch of... Um... Um? Is it, what's the best way to put it? Oh, stop. You just out. say the word you're thinking of and I'll correct you. No. Not pertaining to our episode. <laughs> it's not... The good the hint. Southern, yeah, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. You can read about this, but... If I were to read it, it would take a long time out of this episode. And then, I feel like I'm on Jeopardy, right? and I got like the hardest category. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, what you need to know is that during uh, 1963, King's telephone was actually tapped uh, by order from Robert F. Kennedy. Um, what? Yeah, the FBI was under written directive from Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy oh. when it began tapping King's telephone line. For like... Kennedy f- was concerned that public allegations of com- communists in the SL, SL, SCLC, sorry, SCLC, would derail the administration's civil rights initiative. He warned King to discontinue these associations and later felt compelled to issue the written directive that authorized the FBI to wiretap King and other SCLC leaders. That's such a horrible way to word that. Also, there is a lot of bad stuff going on with J. Edgar Hoover. Edgar Hoover. Um, this is actually really interesting. Even today, to um, Michael Kami, I think is who the previous. Um, I don't until remember. He was beheaded or not beheaded? Um, he was beheaded on national television. Trump for his cut him or whatever. Actually, I was reading about it, and there's a written request for Martin Luther, or from Martin Luther King Jr. to tap the FBI. Because he felt that someone, or actually he had evidence that someone inside the FBI... Tapped his phones? No, no. The FBI's office sent him a letter saying that he should, or he believed it was a letter that said that he should commit suicide. Whoa. It was a threat letter. Is that real? Yes, I actually read through the letter. You can read it. It doesn't allegedly say that he should. However, it goes on and says slanderous things about him. And then in the very end, it says, you know what you should do, or you know what to do, King. Something like that. That's creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. It's like you have 38 days to do this. FCP victory. Yeah. And he believed, Martin Luther King Jr. believed himself, He, someone inside the FBI office wanted, wanted him, him dead. to die. Yeah. A lot of people him wanted him to die just because he was... And yeah. so he sent a letter to the FBI asking them to tap into all their FBI's initiatives to figure out who this person was. And Michael Comey actually keeps that written record on his desk as a reminder of how um, how 
horrible corrupt. the FBI was, how or how yeah. the, it needs to be like a system you can actually like respect and trust yeah. instead of being all like Watergatey. So we have five minutes, amazingly, to cover up the march on Washington. Nineteen sixty-three. Take as long as we want. I guess we. Yeah, you know what? There's a few interesting things that we got in here, so I want to talk about it. If it's an hour and a half long, who cares? I, I mean, I don't want to take that much time, but <laughs> if it's two minutes, <laughs> we're done. Bye. So there's a bunch of movements that began happening now. There's, a lot of them. Yeah, he's. You know, it all started with the uh, Southern Christian Leadership Concert, the it's not SCLC. Like, it's not like he was the only one who thought this stuff was wrong. He had a lot of supporters pretty quickly. Yeah. Because he was just like, hey, here's some facts. And oh, actually, like, another yeah. thing that I missed during this timeline, um, after he founded the SLCS, but before he had been wiretapped, um, there was uh, a miss, well, a narrowly missed death where he was in um, some bookstore or something signing a book. Oh, right. Book. I actually remember this. And this old of. lady in... Yeah, this is so I don't know so why, insane. but when I was reading this article, it was like bolded black lady i was like okay because it was back in the day and they loved incriminating anyone who was not white yeah it doesn't matter anyway this old lady was she was insane apparently apparently she was apparently yeah she definitely was (laughs) she um said i've been looking for you martin or something like that i've been searching for you yeah something along those lines hello marty and she stabbed him and luckily he didn't die oh man yeah so i mean oh man for the old lady i personally am so glad that she missed them yeah so he begins to you know rise in this whole organization he begins to rise he's he's gaining way whoops some more power he's gaining some whoops power he's gaining more influence is the best way to put it yeah he's he's getting bigger everyone's noticing him because he's yeah. standing up for the truth and, and people a lot like of when black the truth people is want to you know follow him because yeah. instead of other people he's actually taking action at the time he's actually going to do something hell yeah. yeah i'll follow him exactly and it's a it's great to hear about especially back then it is great to hear about yeah so uh after the wiretapping incident and everything and and stupid robert f kennedy take that ruffy um King believed that organized nonviolent protest against the system of Southern segregation, known as the Jim Crow laws, would lead to extensive media coverage for the of the struggle for black equality and voting rights. Journalistic accounts and televised footage of the daily deprivation and indignities oh, like the worst suffered by show. Southern blacks and segregation's uh, violence and harassment of civil rights workers and marchers produced a wave of sympathetic public opinion that convinced the majority of Americans that the civil rights movement was the most important issue in American politics in the early 1960s. Which is actually be. that was a lot of words. So basically, what it was saying yeah, is break that it there's down. wide coverage of just these horrible events going on. There's like, all there was a lot of murders and like oh. burning down churches and stuff. Like black yeah. churches and got they burned just down. Had footage now, all of a and they just people. put it out there. They'd be like, "Yeah, you want to watch it? Check it out." Kind exactly. of funny. Um, so it's cruel. Well, no, it wasn't funny. They didn't never thought that. There's people who supported this stuff. But there was they people supported who the movement. They were like, "Yeah, damn right." But there's also people like I. I need to stress. There's, there's white two different people, sides of the coin. White people that watch it and said, "You know, oh my God, it's the 1960s. It's the modern age. We shouldn't be doing this." To Why people. are we? You know, there's people. We know that. But those were back in the day. We, they didn't know. That, I mean, this there was maybe, ignorant of them to think that just because they were a different color, they're not the same people. This may be a misconception, but but was I feel like the people who were like, "You should help out the black people," were kind of in the minority. 
It depends. Like the white people who were there was actually they seem like minority. Um, I mean, without their support, it never would have gone through. It never would have been. No, there needed. He would have just been one guy it. on a soapbox. Exactly. So uh, this I understand. There was quite a number of people, and I want to, you know, those are, you know, good, th- good on them. Yeah, definitely. The best way to put it. They helped, and they believed in. Equality. Equality. Really. Yeah, this is this is a one giant talk about And it's equality. still something that's going on nowadays, right? So there's oh, people... Oh, God. You know, I can be a guy... and everything. I can be a guy that supports feminism, you know? Yeah. I might be in the minority, as you might say, or... You know, but there's quite a bit of people who would agree with me. They're men who support feminism. Equal I think right. feminism makes a lot of good points. I don't agree with every aspect of it. I mean... There's a lot of things. Uh-oh. What? Here we go. Moral debate time here on moral debate talk. You don't think women should have equal rights as men? Oh no, I just got chatted. Yeah. Help. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. That makes sense. Are you talking about feminazis that you don't agree with? There's just They're certain, different. There's just certain aspects with women's rights. Like the incarceration incarceration rates for females are way lower than for males. Oh, you're talking about like a whole double standard thing? Yeah. Kinda. It's kinda double There's standard. There's a lot of double standards. Yeah. It's weird. Back to something somehow less <laughs> controversial than that. Jeez. <laughs> wow. How to make every feminist just decline Eric's You know what I always it. say? Like, we have a little bit of success. Let's ruin it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, pray. Uh, so it's it's the early 1960s, and the Civil Rights Act is actually is just taking, you know, it's getting footage all over. And so people, they've returned from the war. And and now they are they're basically like children of and well, by the not way, too much children, but oh, never mind. This is a different war. I was thinking of Vietnam. There's younger kids who are the children of people who returned from the war, and yeah. then there's like older people who returned from the war, and people, people who returned from World War Two. A lot of them were really mm, messed up, yeah, they and were. they didn't have a lot of belief in mental health back then. Yeah, they'd be like, you get sad sometimes. Yeah, drink some beer, you dork. Bye. But, at, during the the fifties and the sixties, it went through a sort of revolution. Through people began to have hope again. To that's why the baby boom happened and, and stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah, there was a whole lot of hope happening. Yeah. So now, in the nineteen sixties, they think everything is perfect. All of a sudden, you turn on the TV to watch the news, and, and you see a bunch of black people just getting beaten up in the streets by crazy white people. to think about. You could turn on a TV. I get, I mean, they they probably just. Tuned it. Or I know, but hell. like the fact that they had television and there was this much racism. Like we got television pretty recently. Um, yeah, it's a different television though. It was like the size of I know, but this still, microphone. It's still <laughs> weird to think that people back then did a lot of similar stuff like we do. Like you know, mm-hmm. go out to a movie, watch TV, try to adjust a microphone minutely <laughs> just so you can get like a little bit better sound. You're just like bugging me, just the way it looked. So phallic, isn't it? What? No. <laughs> Is that your problem? No. Well, well okay. Hurry up. But I, I understand what you mean. It's, it's, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's weird. This is turning into a way from Martin Luther King Jr. Into well, Martin Luther brings up whole, all these other socioeconomic... Exactly. Just this socioeconomic atmosphere issues. of how hot it is in this room. It is so hot. It's, it's what happens when you hot. make two men sit on a couch for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's It gets heckin' warm. But... We'll move on again to talk about his life in the Albany movement in 1961, which there's Was a series of events that happen. Allegedly. No. <laughs> they happened. 
they have just like saying allegedly in case we're wrong about something. So they're like, no, we allegedly. said it was alleged. Dennis is eating food allegedly. No one can see that. Yeah, he's eating. All right. <laughs> so the Albany movement was a. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. He's eating food so bad. I'll was record it? it. Check out my Snapchat Disagration for it. Disagration Coalition. Formed in Albany, Georgia in November 1961. He's trying to win the support of the southern states because in the northern states, this isn't as common, but it is still common. Yeah. In the southern states, it is frequent. Heckin' frequent. It's too frequent. Because remember, these are the states that are the Confederates. And even today, people, even today, there are men, white men, need I say. You look at me in the eyes right now. In the southern states that still fly Confederate flags. Yep. Extremely, you can buy Confederate stuff online, it's you can buy Nazi stuff. Sensitive, yeah, like incredibly insensitive. Even in like Charlottetown, we, where that we whole have thing um, happened. Remember that, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that too much. But. We, I remember Eric and I, we were talking with our, our friend, um, James. James, he was saying how one of the dumbest, stupidest things he's ever seen, and this is and he's so, from Kentucky. This he's, is insane, <laughs> yeah. He saw, um. What was it? A person wearing a Confederate T-shirt or something yeah. like that? He was he wearing said, like, the flag as a shirt. Like he was. He said that if you want to hang it in your own house, whatever, it doesn't bother. If it's anyone. like your desktop wallpaper at work, though, yeah, uh, that's like going out publicly with the uh, Confederate flag and wearing it around. You can't be like you Sid vicious and just be like wearing SS uniforms everywhere. Yeah. Don't do that. Like, it's not funny because of, not, Nazi jokes aren't funny. Yeah, especially not. No. That's horrid. Stop. Yeah. This, but the the point we're making is that, you know, because of democracy, you are allowed in your own home to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. That's, it's, if people want to do freedom of religion, freedom of stuff, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. (laughs) You shouldn't, you should have the, you shouldn't have the balls or the gall to wear a Confederate t-shirt out in public. Yeah, if you yeah. any form of hate symbol, in except public? for Pepe the Frog, literally every other form of hate symbol, never wear it on your skin. Yeah. But I think it it struck James as like the most offensive thing because he was from Kentucky, Kentucky right? yeah. a southern state, and the southern states get a lot of bad rap for racism, yeah. partially because some of them are racist. But mm-hmm. it's not entirely the southern states' fault. Yeah, so you know, I don't. That's. That's Man, the stuff we're dealing with. Everything's so touchy. I feel like I'm afraid to say anything. It's so. Str- this is such a. Str- this is the hardest episode I've ever recorded. This is I really think. stressful. Yeah, I'm worried that I'm like just gonna get a million hate crimes now. Yeah, I feel like I've committed at least three. But at least. Let's, let's keep on going. It's Maybe fine. we'll make it a two-parter if there's enough. No, no, it's it's. Fine. I'd we're love to do this days. again. So, um. When the the just because we sidetracked so far, the Albany movement in 1961 was a desegregation coalition, desegregation, desegregation, desegregation coalition. Sorry, formed in Albany, Georgia, in November 1961. In December, King and the S L. Sorry, this is I don't know why it's bugging me. S C L C. What does that mean? It's, I don't know. It's, okay. It, no, sorry. I don't, I know. <laughs> I was saying, I don't know why I'm having trouble saying it. SCLC? That's what we were just talking, we were talking about earlier with the, um. Santa Claus love. No, no. The Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Oh. The SCLC. My dyslexia is really bad right now. Yep. The movement mobilized thousands of citizens 
More for than a one. broad front nonviolent attack on every aspect of segregation within the city and attracted nationwide attention. So <laughs> it's just cut by like I feel like me reading stuff on the narratives is one of the most obvious signs of your dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while I just say words completely opposite of what like I read them. That's I fine. read words early and then I'm sorry if it makes it hard to follow sometimes. So. Your your slight mistakes are what keep me like relevant. That's all I have to joke on, because I can't really joke about these racist things. Thank God. Am I right? We live in a day and age where we... I can, freedom of speech, but I don't. Take a note. Know. Take a note from that, everyone who wears Confederate shit. Please. Yeah. Just Stop. take if a you note. Wear con- if you were wearing Confederate shit right now... Leave. Don't please. Shut off the podcast. I don't even want your... Don't listen to us. No. Go away, please. If that, Yeah. Well, listen to Brad Paisley. So, <laughs> King returned more your style. in July 1962 and was given the option of 45 days in jail. Sorry, I totally skipped. 45 days? <laughs> um, That's not that long. Sorry. The uh, CSLC became involved in the um, desegregation coalition. Yes. The movement mobilized thousands of citizens for a broad front nonviolent attack Which on every good. aspect of segregation within the city and attracted nationwide attention. When King first visited on December 15th, 1961, he, quote-unquote, had planned to stay a day or so and return home after giving counsel. Him staying in locations is very dangerous. Because people are trying to kill him. He was swept up in a mass arrest of peaceful demonstrators. Yeah, like this. And declined to bail until the city made concessions. According to King, that agreement... Concessions, like... um, Apologies, essentially. Oh, I thought I, when you say concession, I think like they're selling popcorn. <laughs> oh, that's a loud water bottle. You thought take that chug and then get back to the hug. Yeah, gee, I'm reading so much, man. Yeah, I know it's you're doing crazy. real good, and I'm sweating. You'll get a Scooby snack after. I hope to God I can stay alive. When King first visited on December 15th, <laughs> we can make it a two burner. You poor boy, that's fine. according to King, that agreement was dishonored and violated by the city. After he left town, the, the concessions agreement. King returned in July 1962 and was given the option of 45 days in jail or $178 fine. Equivalent well, to $1,400 in 2017. I guess I'll hang out. Well, I guess, what isn't jail just full of like, other black he chose guys? chose jail. Yeah. yeah. Three days into his sentence, police chief discreetly arranged for King's fine to be paid and orders his release. He quote-unquote said, We had witnesses, witnessed persons being kicked off lunch counter stools, ejected from churches, and thrown into jail. But for the first time, we n- witnessed being kicked out of jail. That was Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> he got kicked out of jail? Essentially. <laughs> well, not in that sense, but like... That's funny. That's the way he put it. It was later acknowledged by the King Center that Billy Graham was the one who bailed oh. King out jail during this Really? Time. Billy Graham? Do you, do you know who Billy Graham is? He's a televangelist, isn't he? Yeah, an evangelist, a, pro- a prominent evangelist Christian figure. He's on TV a lot, or uh, was. I don't know who he is. I don't know how you know who he is. Because I, I used I to work at a, a Westerner, and one time they had this uh, gospel music like fair for two days. Uh, and the guy, the only Christian joke he told was about Billy Graham. What was it like? What was the joke? It's a pretty bad joke. I don't want to tell it. Was it like bad as an insensitive? Donate one dollar on our Patreon to hear the bad Christian joke. What? <laughs> I know. I'm curious. It was basically involves a limo and Billy Graham's getting a limo and he's like, "Hey, you mind if I drive the limo? I never drive the limo." 
And then he gets pulled over. And the cop's like, I don't know who's in the back of the limo, but I think it's Jesus. Because Billy Graham's driving. <laughs> it's funny because Billy Graham what? loves Jesus. <laughs> what? It was an 80-year-old hey, man okay. who told that joke. Thank you. Thank I don't you. know why you asked me to do I that. I needed that in my life. So after nearly a year of intense activism with few tangible results... The movement began to deteriorate. This is the activism. I'm tired um, of years of, like, of in Albany, Georgia, the desegregation coalition. Uh, sounds like a weight loss commercial. <laughs> tired Sorry. of years of desegregation. King requested a halt to all demonstrations and a day of penance to promote nonviolence. Yeah. And maintain the moral high ground. As a descendant of Duke of Wars, I greatly appreciate yeah, that. Divisions within the black community and the Kenny, low key response by local government defeated efforts though the albany effort proved a key lesson in tactics for king and the national mm. civil rights movement the national media was highly critical of king's role in the defeat and the sclc's oh i didn't that time lack of results <laughs> contributed yeah, to a growing gulf between the organization and the more radical sns no sncc god damn god it, damn it. <laughs> i mean you didn't want gosh darn I mean, OIG. After Albany, King <laughs> right, we're, this is the religious sought episode. to choose en- engagements. <laughs> engagements. Engagements? <laughs> Are you engagements okay? Engagements for the SCLC, which would control the circumstances rather than being entering into existing situations. Uh-huh. So essentially, he's um, working his way around trying not to be confrontational. Confrontational. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. You're doing good, brubber. Now, he faces uh, a few other events. The Bringingham Campaign, the St. Augustine, Florida, 1964. Uh, nonviolent tactics. Again, a, a whole lot of just It's a lot of the same and, stuff, and stuff, but it's very important stuff. Like but it, the biggest event that happened was in 1963. Are, March, we, are we getting to the March? Yes. Yeah, baby, March, I love March talk. March madness. Because I can talk about this over and over, and... It's, the March of Washington. Person to cover that. If you're writing details. a like report for school right now, maybe don't use us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is gonna give you a good example, and this is a huge event. Yeah. This is why I'm thinking maybe two parter because this could almost be an entire episode, but we'll narrow it down a bit. It's there's there's a lot going on, but it's it's actually not as big as you think it is. Oh, good. The event is big, but it's very yeah. big. So King, representing the SCLC, was among the leaders of the Big Six civil rights organizations. Who were the instrumental? Who were instrumental? Sorry, in the organization of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, yeah, which took place on August twenty eighth, nineteen sixty three. That's not that long ago, yeah. actually. The anniversary of that was Bayard Rustin's open homosexuality support of democratic socialism oh. and his former ties to the Communist Party. This USA guy's... caused many white and African American leaders to demand King distance himself from Rustin. He was gay one which time. King agreed to do. All However, right. he did collaborate in the 1963 March on Washington, for which Rustin was the primary logistical and strategic organizer. Uh-oh. Oh, so he didn't, like, talk with him because for, yeah. like, so King's a good dude. public reasons, but he was like, hey, I'm still going to talk with you because yeah. we got similar views. Uh, for King, this was a role and was another which courted controversy since he was one of the key figures who ascended, acceded sorry, to the wishes of United States President JFK, changing Ugh. the focus of the march. Now, actually, there's a lot of interesting details going on with JFK at this moment, too. Because he's faced with this, in, in, like, basically all of America is now this massive problem, which is massive never expected. hate crime. <laughs> he was, like, 
I didn't, was. He didn't expect it to happen because in his home, kind of like Washington. George Bush on nine eleven, where like he was just like he was elected as kind of like the funny guy. He's like, we don't have a lot of issues right now, and then nine eleven happened, and he was like, I never campaigned as a wartime president. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. So, well, I mean, JFK was a wartime president. Though. He definitely was. <laughs> so, Vietnam was, oops, um, but P- JFK was faced with this. <coughs> it was Sorry. the war on terror. Um, what? Nah, kill him. Go on. <laughs> what? Just mumbling about the war on terror again. <laughs> like in 85. Yeah. I remember. So JFK had to, you know, deal with all these sudden calls. Like, essentially, people were just, what are you going to do about him. this This whole um, movement? What are you going to, are you going to suppress the black people? Or are you going to? Are you going to respect their views, or are you going to be like, that doesn't match my view, And he's Bye. like, well, there's nothing we can do about the southern states, blah, blah, blah. That's not my Jeffy. He's like, well, there's nothing we can do about the southern state. No. I've never heard him talk, so. I can't. Um, my fellow Americans, there's nothing That's we can JFK. do about the southern states. My yeah. fellow Americans, yeah, there is that. nothing we cannot do about <laughs> the not do, yeah. black do. <laughs> so. I'm not a real guy. <laughs> Um, there just a whole bunch of issues going on. Hi there. <laughs> so I gotta go. Kennedy initially opposed the march outright because he was concerned that it would negatively impact the drive for passage of civil rights legislation. Oh, he's so worried he, about civil rights. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. actually, he wanted to. Um, he wanted everything to be fun. He wanted you know equal opportunity and, and stuff yeah. like that. But there was a lot of problems with the legislation. There's people in legislation who didn't want this. Because they, these weren't just racist people. These were racist and, like, dangerous people. Yeah. Like, they would do a, a lot of crazy stuff. And if they could figure out any way to figure to say that a march on Washington broke any law, then they would, you know, they couldn't pass the legislation. They would, we, we did. But that's why they did it the way they did it. They didn't break any laws. Exactly. Because they're but, free speech. You know, well, we, this is even goes back to the, um, our, our... What was her name? Um, I can't remember the name now. Who? Victoria... Woodhull. Woodhull? Yeah, Victoria Woodhull. The whole um, female protests and stuff like yeah, that going on. Like the women's right to vote thing. Yeah. Very similar. So, uh, Kennedy initially opposed the march, like we said. and Because um, it's very... Because of the, it's dangerous. Yeah. However, the organizers were the firm that the march... Uh, the organizers were firm that the march would proceed. With the march going forward, the Kennedys decided it was important to work to ensure its success. President Kennedy was concerned the turnout would be less than 100,000. Therefore, he enlisted the aid of additional church leaders in Walter Ruther, president of the United Automobile Workers, to help mobilize demonstrators for the cause. So he tried oh. to like, inflate the cause yeah, and make okay. sure it was successful. He didn't want it to fail in any means because that would be bad. Yes, that would be yeah, bad. Thank very you. Bad. The march originally was conceived as an event to dramatize the desperate conditions of blacks in the southern U.S. and an opportunity to place organizers. The idea was to march them from the south through the problems of the south to the north, where they would be, you know... Oh, it was actually like safer. a big walk? Yeah. They, the they big all the walk way. on marching. Organizers intended to denounce the federal government for its failure to safeguard the civil rights and physical safety of civil rights workers and blacks. I thought it was just the one event at Washington. I didn't know that no. the march was like actually a literal thing. Yeah. The group acquiesced. Sorry. To, acquiesced. Yeah, acquiesced to presidential pressure and influence. And the event ultimately took a far less trident tone. Oh, no. Which did wasn't bad. It eventually worked. 
As a result, some civil rights activists felt it presented an inaccurate sanitized pageant of racial harmony. Malcolm X called it the farce on Washington. We gotta do Malcolm the, X the national Nation of Islam forbade its members from attending the march. I got a book on him. However, during this, on August 28, 1963, the I Have a Dream speech was Which is spoken. iconic now. Yes. It's a, I, can we I read it? to it to the first time. We have to read some of it. Yes. I, we, we can read it. Of course we can. It's This is only a, a small fraction of it. And you can listen to this. All you have to do is search up I Have a Dream and you'll find out the speech. The way he says it is incredibly... He's a public speaker. Meaningful. It's it's wonderful. Because he, he's actually struggled with it. So he he really makes you like emphasize with him. Mm-hmm. And like I don't want to say pity, but no. kind of pity a little. It's it's empowering. It's empowering, like, oh yeah. Because all these black people have been downtrodden for years with all these Jim Crow and the, laws. And he's like, why can't we just be equal? And the words, I have a dream that this will happen, it's just so... It's amazing. Like, yeah. Because that's what it was at that point, a dream. It wasn't mm-hmm. really... He didn't think it was going to happen and in his lifetime, words. but he's like, I have a dream that someday, eventually, we're all going to be in harmony. So here we go. <clears throat> Brendan's reading it. Just kidding. I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists and its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right here in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. And it goes on for much longer. The best part about this, well, not obviously there's... The Hell best yeah. part that I found about this entire speech... That was, was awesome. As comedic... I was surprised that I actually didn't fail. I was too. Um, you had a little bit of slip up, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Props. I, I liked listening to it because in the background, you can hear one lady throughout the entire thing. Oh, yeah. She's like, like yeah. She's like, yeah. I have a dream. Yeah. Yeah. You tell him. It's like Ooh. she... It's like, oh. it's like he hired her to be like... Okay, you're my hype woman. Yeah, Anytime so I say something real good, you go, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, check it out. Yeah, it's it's one of the finest speeches in the history of American oratory. Right beside Alongside, Abraham Lincoln's. Yeah. Four scorn <laughs> and seven years. Exen. That's another one that I read, but I didn't do it as well. You did it pretty good. Yeah. The original typewritten copy of the speech included King's handwritten notes on it, which was is discovered awesome. in 1984 in the hands of George Raveling first african-american basketball coach in the university of iowa this which is i don't know why that's it's just a neat fact i guess in 1963 raveling then 26 was standing near the podium and immediately after the orientation 
um, impulsively asked King if he could have his copy of the speech. Neat. So there he was. He was there. Hey, can I have your speech? Yeah. Sure. Yay! I got a golden ticket. Unfortunately, now we're going to have to finish this episode off with Bloody Sunday. 1965. Oh, yeah. Um. By the way, the amount of jokes happening is about to go down. So, all right. Hang tough. Acting on James Bevel's call for a march from Selma to Montgomery, King Bevel and the CSL sorry SCLC, in partial collaboration with the SNCC, there's a lot of letters attempted to organize the march of the states to the state's capital. The first attempt to march on March 7th, 1965, was aborted because of the mob and police violence against the demonstrators. Spoiler alert. This day has become known as Bloody Sunday. Yeah. It was a major turning point in the effort to gain public support for the civil rights movement. It seems, I don't know why this is, but it seems like when someone actually dies for a cause, people pay attention to it. Yeah. And that's what it takes. On March 5th, King met with officials in the Johnson administration in order to request an injunction against any prosecution of the demonstrators. He did not attend the march due to church duties, but he later wrote, If I had any idea that the state troopers would use the kind of brutality they did, I would have felt compelled to give up my church duties altogether to lead the line. Yeah. Footage of police brutality against the protesters was broadcasted extensively and aroused national public outrage. Well, course, that does two things. It, it was it gets everyone who is against it, who's it like against this segregation, mm-hmm. really like fired up, and it gets the people who support segregation just as fired up. And again, this was endorsed. This whole march. This was whole thing was endorsed by the U.S. government. That's so sad. Which makes the states appear very. Which, yeah, it it's weird because it levels up both sides of the competition at the same time. Mm-hmm. King's next attempt to organize a march for March 9th. Uh, <laughs> march and March. That's fun. Yeah. The SCLC attempted for an injunction in federal court against the state of Alabama. This was denied, and the judge issued an order blocking the march until after a hearing. What? Nonetheless, King led marchers on March 9th to the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, then held a short prayer session before, the turning, the, before turning the marchers around and asking them to disperse so mm. as not to violate the court order. The unexpected yeah. ending to the second march aroused the surprise and the anger of many within the local movement. The march finally went ahead on fully on March 25th, 1965. So the, the reason this march happened is because they're still going to Washington, but the difficulties began here. It's they like, basically blocked off a bridge, and they needed to cross on this bridge, and they would not move. Swim! And, and they said, you know, we won't let you up to Washington. And so they had to deal with this. That's, they're doing nothing So they illegal, moved though. to the Edmund Pettus Bridge on March 9th. That's yeah. so crazy. They're and then on March 25th, anything. they crossed the bridge. Uh, at the conclusion of the march on the steps of the Saint of state capitol, King delivered a long speech that became known as How Long, Not Long. In it, King stated that equal rights for African Americans oh, yeah. could not be far away because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, and you shall reap what you sow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hesitating to compare him to Hitler, but what the only reason I'm comparing him to Hitler, that was a rough intro. The only reason I'm comparing him to Hitler is because like he has a way of speaking that gets people really riled up. Yeah, I suppose that's a really bad example. But it's true. They're very him and Hitler are both very sim- no. similar in like the public speaking way. They mm, they well. can rally a lot of people and they can 
gain a lot of forces super quickly. But literally both opposite and they're totally opposite. But one riles them. Well, I guess they both rile from racism. They both rile from racism. Encourages racism and one discourages racism. And one is trying to stop racism. Yeah, they're they're like literally opposite ends of the mm-hmm. of the spectrum. But they're using the same kind of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, on March 29th, nineteen sixty-eight, some years after. King went to Memphis, Tennessee in support of the Black Sanitary Public Works employees who were represented by AF, sorry, AFSCME, Local 1733. The workers yeah. had been on strike since March 12th for higher wages and better treatment. In one incident, Black Street repairmen received pay for two hours when they were sent home because of bad weather, but white employees were paid for the full day. What? Yeah. That's not right. On April 3rd, King addressed a rally and delivered his I've Been to the Mountaintop address at Mason Temple, the world's headquarters of the Church of God in Christ. King's flight to Memphis had been delayed by a bomb threat against his plane. Oh, shocking. Yeah. Didn't want to join the 27 Club or whatever? King was booked in room 306 at the Lorraine Motel, owned by Walter Bailey, in Memphis, Abernathy. Oh, sounds nice. Who was present at the assassination testified to the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations that King had his and his entourage stayed at room 306 so often that it was known as the King Abernathy Suite. (laughs) There's two kings in Memphis now. According to Jesse Jackson, who was present, King's last words on the balcony before his assassination were spoken to musician Ben Branch, who was scheduled to perform that night at an event King was attending. He said, Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord, in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. King was fatally shot by James Earl Ray at 6.01 p.m. April 4th, 1968, as he stood on the motel's second floor balcony. The bullet entered through his right cheek, smashing his jaw, and traveled down his spinal cord before lodging in his shoulder. Yeah. Abernathy heard the shot from inside the motel room and ran to the balcony to find King on the floor. Jackson stated that after the shooting, he cradled King's head as King lay on the balcony, but his account was disputed by other colleagues of King. Yeah. Jackson later changed his statement to say that he had reached out for King. After, so basically he was trying to like pump up his public uh, figure. Yeah. Joseph, uh, after emergency chest surgery, King died at St. Joseph's Hospital at 7.05 p.m. According wow. to biographer Taylor Prench, King's autopsy revealed that though he was only 39 years old, he had the heart of a 60-year-old, which branched attributed to the stress of 13 years in the civil rights. I was going to say, I think I know why. He's been mm-hmm. beating so hard. It's growing thin. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Just imagine all that stress. Oh, wow. Now, this was as what a much fun place to end, huh? as I could cover on Martin Luther King. Hopefully, someday soon, within the next like year, we can recover this episode I kind of fully get into the details in the full biography of Martin Luther King. Do you ever feel ashamed to be a white person? A little bit. I do sometimes. I'd be like, why the fuck? I mean, why now? I'm like, why were we so hard on that? It really is irrelevant. I feel like if I would have been born back then, me as a person, if I were to just take myself. You'd be jailed for your beliefs because I guess I would. You'd be very. But I would. I'd I'd be like one of those like in Django, you know the one. Yeah, guy. you want to be like the dentist guy in yeah. Django. I'd be like the that. king. His name's the That's king. That's what I think. That's so. so funny. His name's King. I just I, remembered that. Wow. I mean, I wonder if they did that on purpose. Yeah. I like people, and I never think that I can see through color, race. I've never gender, looked at anyone in my life and thought I am better than you because of blank. Yeah. That's a horrible way to think about anyone. Yeah, just don't do that. 
And uh, we're all human. We all just need a hug and a cat sometimes. Finally, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or any other RSS feed device. You can find us on Instagram, iTunes, or sorry, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter under the narratives. And me on Snapchat at Doctor Fantasty with an underscore. Yeah, you can find Eric. That's Eric. Look for Denny. I just posted two great Denny bits during this episode. And without further ado, we'd like to offer you all a good night. And, um, you know, think about yourself, you know. Think about what you've done. Get humble. (laughs) Hope this episode humbled you. We fucked up a lot, so just be aware. (laughs) Yeah. I think... I think the more that you know about, like, history and stuff, the you can almost be, like, a better person for it. Yeah, better. So, so that's what we're doing here. We're bettering you. Yeah, that's what the goal is. Thank you, and you're welcome.